Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, a podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture. In what ways will Alabama torture the other 13 conference opponents this season? Why is a white bulldog the most valued life form on a Saturday afternoon in the fall in Athens, Georgia? And how is Missouri actually Southeastern? These questions and more are explored and debated here. That's who we are, and that's what we do. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at you, me, and the SEC. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC. I'm Ben with Brittany. Brittany, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, it's the end of a weekend, and I think we're all running on empty in our own special ways. I know. I feel like we can't put that in every podcast where it's like, it's like we're surviving, y'all. It's like, hello, friends. We're tired. <laughs> I know. I know. We're, no, we're tired. We're doing good. We had a good day today. It was great weather here this weekend. It's feeling very spring-like. Got that COVID vaccine. That's right. We're yeah. doing pretty good in the Osborne house. Yes. And, you know, we talked about on our introduction podcast about how we're really not going to be the source for your SEC football news and, you know, breaking news and all that. And we talked, I think, at the beginning of the last podcast about how there might have been SEC spring games the day that we recorded as we talked in our blissful ignorance. But I can inform you, as you surely know, that there were seven spring games this weekend on SEC campuses around the South. That's right. It was a good weekend. I mean, at least it was in our, the Georgia realm of it, of like weather-wise. Like, I mean, it felt like spring this weekend. It did. It did. Did you know that there were two SEC teams this spring that did not have a spring game? Okay, which ones? Can you guess? What um, two SEC teams would punk out on a spring game this year? Kentucky. Yes. And who else? Uh, just because I know their governor. What does that even mean? Well, I thought that maybe like COVID-wise, like yes. they weren't going to do it because they've been really strict up there. Well, I was about to say there's other Democratic governors, in that, but I don't even. I but don't Kentucky think there is, has been very strict, right? But I don't even know if there's another Democratic governor or Democrat governor, I should say, in another SEC state. I don't think that. Well, I don't know this. Louisiana one. is he? He might be a Democrat. Okay, never know, mind. You can Google it. But this wasn't—it wasn't political at all. As I will say, the other one was Florida. Okay. Florida denied a spring game, and the reason why is those two teams or stadiums were housing uh, COVID vaccination sites. Oh, okay. So that's why they didn't have spring games. Why they didn't just move those games to another site, I don't know. And I do know that Kentucky had a practice. This weekend mm-hmm. in Kroger Field, so I'm not sure what the story is there. But 12 of the 14 teams have had a spring games or are in the process of having one. Seven of them were yesterday. Uh, there, of course, are a lot of things to talk about from them, the details of which I don't know if they're super important. Yeah, so let's let's just kind of touch on some highlights. Well, Alabama, so the, the only spring game that was televised uh, that wasn't streaming 
uh, was Alabama's. They were on ESPN. Mm -hmm. And I turned it on about the second quarter, and the first thing I saw, first play, Alabama's kicker missed a field goal. Oh, okay. I'm like, look at this. Look at us, right? I mean, we're doing exactly what we need (laughs) to do. Back to where we were. Back to things are getting better in the world. Bama's kicker's missing field goals again. In fact, he missed three field goals. He didn't miss a field goal. I believe he didn't miss a field goal the whole year last year. Yeah, I think I remember that. Uh, Because we were like, Okay. Like, oh, oh, Bama with a thing. kicker. I mean, look out. But I missed three yesterday, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. I'm Did sure you know? Fine. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been to a spring game before? I have. Yeah. Okay. I've been to one UK spring game. Okay. Nice. You want to ask me if I've been to one? I don't know. I just assumed <laughs> that you had. I mean, I didn't know if that was going anywhere or not. I mean, like, what, what wisdom I are have. you going to part? I've been to an Alabama spring game. How about that? I went to A-Day um, when I was thinking about going there as a senior in high school. So was Saban there yet? No, I think I was a junior in high school. So Saban wasn't there yet, right? I don't think so. Yeah, it was pre-Saban. I just, honestly, the only thing I really remember is I went with um, friends who were, like, deep Alabama friends like fans and i just remember she would just say hello to everybody she saw and she would just be like hey y'all welcome i'm so glad you're here hey we're so glad you're here welcome like she like owned the place and i loved it and i was like hospitality yes and i was like (laughs) i was like because she lived in tuscaloosa and i was like this is amazing. It was yeah. awesome. Little Brittany was thinking about her future. I did. Like, do town, I want to come town. here? This this could be something. Yeah. Piper has emerged from her cave. Remember last episode when Piper came over here and basically assaulted you. Yeah. It was a dangerous situation. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Let's hope not. Um, so really, I mean, seven teams. You had Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, LSU, Auburn, and Arkansas. And really, I mean, you can go up and down the list. And what we'll do in the uh, show notes is we'll put uh, links to sites that you can check out to see some takeaways or some reviews of those spring games. Um, and kind of get a sense of what came of those games. Really not a whole lot, really no significant injuries to speak of. There was uh, Mississippi State uh, freshman wide receiver, who was an All-American last year, freshman wide receiver, Jaden Wally. Uh, he got hurt. He hurt his knee, but it ended up just being a sprained MCL. There was a picture going around today about him leaving the stadium in uh, – Wearing nothing but football pants, uh, cowboy boy, cowboy boots, and a cowboy hat. There you go. And uh, I don't know if that's standard operating wardrobe in Starkville, but it looked like a pretty cool place to be. Uh, just so everyone knows, Piper has now joined the podcast and is once again giving Brittany all of her love and affection. I think she really thinks that someone else is here because of how we're talking. I think that might be it. She's like, oh, friends. Yes. Ironically, Piper hates you as you listen. You just don't know yeah, it. But she's she not a you. big people person. She's not. People dog, I guess. Uh, but no, he's... Uh, it, you need to check out that picture yeah. because it's like... I, Maybe we I, can put that in the show notes too. Well, I think uh, all Mississippi State's players just need to go with that outfit now and that, that wardrobe. I, I think mean, they might already. Maybe Mike Leach also Ooh. will go with that wardrobe. Well, you no. think Mike, Mike Leach owns Cowboy Boots? Yes. I think for 100%. Sure. Yes. I think he owned those way before his adventure. Remember, of course, he... Coach Texas Tech. Right. I mean, right. he's got he's got he's a probably few. got like nice cowboy. Yeah, boots. He's got he's got a few in the tank there. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia looks really good. I really think, and we'll talk more about this obviously through the summer. Georgia doesn't win it this year. 
Yeah, I know. This is the year. JT Daniels is the quarterback that they've always needed and wanted ever since Justin Fields left. Um, depth all over the field, equal talent to Alabama, and Alabama's skill players are unproven. I mm-hmm. mean, who's going to be the you know the running back, the wide receiver uh, that steps up and plays the role that Najee Harris and Devontae Smith played? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a question mark. They got them. They just got to perform in the yeah. in the moment. But Georgia's got those players, especially running back, uh, wide receiver. Of course, George Pickens uh, tore his ACL. But, you know, the depth and the the defensive uh, front seven and on the offensive line. I mean, this is the year for Georgia. You know what I this makes me think of is um, Mighty Ducks. Have you seen Mighty Ducks? D2? Or, yeah, or D or D one, D one, any of them. I think I can't. I think it's the first one. Like I feel like, um, Kirby Smart is Gordon Bombay coming out it's from a, under. It's an impressive name drop right there because I could not have done that. <laughs> I would have just gone with Emilio Estevez. I'm just assuming that's who you're talking about. I really liked. Mighty Ducks growing. Like I mean, that was like when I was a kid. So I think that. He coming out from under now. I don't remember the other coach's name of like the fancy team. Do you remember that? No. You, okay, maybe we need to rewatch <laughs> Mighty Ducks because it's I don't a know really the, good movie. And the there's fancy like a, team. the fancy team with like you know it's like the um, country club team and like he comes back and like beats his old coach and it's like a really okay. We need to watch Mighty Ducks again because it's great. Anyways, I'm feeling that with georgia this year and i really have a good feeling about them like you said like if it's gonna be a year i think it's gonna be this year so i could end the year absolutely devastated is i think where i'm getting in my mindset like okay like if it's gonna be it it's gonna be this year and if it's not if it happens it's gonna be be another 30 years well if (laughs) 40 actually if you're counting oh lord uh but you know georgia has the chance this year just doing the math they have the chance to beat Clemson, Florida, Alabama, and then the two teams they would play in the playoff. Yeah. So if they do win it, and granted they could lose, you know, to Clemson or Florida, someone in the regular season, or even theoretically to, I mean, I'm assuming Alabama in the championship game and still mm-hmm. get in the playoff. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at like an undefeated season there, that's that's the arguably the best season in college football history. Right. So I'm not trying to pump you up here so much so that, but, uh, and, and do not forget that impressive home schedule that Georgia has this year. Yes. Y'all, we looked at Georgia's home schedule to see if we wanted to try to go to Athens since we're so close. And it is disappointing. Well, listen, when your best game on the schedule is Kentucky, it's not the greatest. Right. Home and Ben schedule. and I have vowed that we will never go to a Georgia Kentucky game yeah. again. Not in Athens. I mean, we can go in Lexington. No, I'm not We've going with like you in times. Lexington. Well, and it never ends well for us. So Or for me. <laughs> more for, uh, more for more, Ben, more, but I just get annoyed. Um, so anyway, that's that's kind of the, the spring game uh, roundup. A couple other things. I mean, LSU did some things. They got to be better on defense. They were, uh, yeah. you know, they, they were on the struggle bus for sure uh, last year. So looking for LSU to improve there. Uh, first appearances, uh, public, you know, performances. It's mm-hmm. a weird way to say it, but hey, what, what it is for Clark Lee at Vanderbilt, Brian Harson at Auburn. Um, 
Mississippi State's got a quarterback battle. They had Southern Misses uh, quarterback Jack Abraham transferred in to Starkville. Uh, so we're going to see who's who's manning the pirate ship for Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of good storylines uh, around the SEC. It's going to be a very interesting year to preview because last year, and, and you talk about like how relevant these spring spring games really are. Last year, I thought with no spring practice, you know, COVID knocked everything out. I thought that the teams with new coaches would be at a huge disadvantage because of their ability to like come in and like set up their team and have that practice time. In some cases, put in an entirely new offense mm-hmm. or defense. Uh, and I thought that, for example, the two Mississippi the two Mississippi schools would struggle out of the gate. Uh, because of that, but as it turned out, Mississippi State won their first game at LSU, right. uh, and then Ole Miss uh, nearly beat Alabama right. early on in the year. So you never know about you know when new coaches take over, what are they putting into to play? You know, another example of that was Missouri had a mm-hmm. new coach and they had a great season relative to you know the all ten game SEC schedule. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how those new coaches do uh, accommodate their new systems uh and put it into play with with the traditional time that is in uh play for this spring uh back with alabama did you hear nick saban's now here's the thing about nick saban there's a lot of things to say he'll come up a lot right you know the one thing about nick saban that scares me there's many things but one thing is when he does halftime interviews Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> he always looks like he pivots his eyes from the reporter to the camera. And he's the only coach, like, I mean, in, across the sports that we watch, we watch a lot of different, like, sports that does, I feel like he's, like, the only one that does this. And it is creepy. I mean, like, I don't even know what another word for it. Y'all watch it next time. Yeah. He, like, he's always darts his a peek. eyes, like, at the <laughs> camera. And, like, you're not supposed to look at the camera. Look at Holly Rowe. Look at the girl that's talking to you, okay? And I know you want to get out of there. I know you're just doing this I for mean, your he's contract. Totally, he's <laughs> totally having a miserable time. Yes, really you can is. totally tell. And I feel like half of the time I see Nick Saban, he looks just like pissed off. <laughs> Who is the SEC coach that enjoys halftime interviews the most? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I, think, I don't know. I think it's got to be Coach O. That's what I was thinking, you, Coach O, but I don't know. I feel like Ken, I feel like Kentucky. I feel like Oh, he, Mark Stoops does not. No, oh, he there's doesn't? no way. Okay, no way. <laughs> no way. You might be thinking about basketball. No, Maybe that, that's he what I'm might enjoy of. it a little bit. So yeah, play uh, it up a little. But uh I'm going Coach O with that. I'm probably going Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Um, Just those characters. Yeah. But there's game. not like there's more more often than not in the SEC. Of course we got so we got like four or five new coaches. We'll see yeah. exactly how they work. You know, about half the SEC coaches now are either new or in their second year. Right. Um you you know, Saban's obviously the granddaddy of them all. Mark Stoops is the second longest tenured. Really? Yeah, uh-huh. I guess so. And That's then, right. I don't know who'd be third. Um, maybe Kirby Jimbo maybe Jimbo likes those interviews too yeah Jimbo is a talker yeah uh, uh, well Kirby he's, he's close he's probably top five now right yeah so uh, yeah they, but anyway back to Nick Saban so he is giving a speech at a local organization 
and starts talking about a story about his wife. Now, we've all long, and I think our podcast is uniquely positioned to do a lot of, I think, investigation into creating the cult of Terry Saban. Yes, I will. I will head that fandom. Yes. I think we need to do a deep dive into their marriage in particular. Yes. Uh, and and just learn about the Queen of Alabama. Yeah, totally. Um, because she is a fascinating figure. And she was the subject of the uh, that uh, speech that, or that anecdote he was given at a speech. Uh, and we're going to play it for you here. Um, and just kind of react to it a little bit because it, once again, it increases the legend of Terry Saban. All right, let's go ahead. And but when it. I was a kid growing up, my dad owned a service station and we lived in the country. And my wife, who was, I tried to date from the time I was in the seventh grade, she would never, ever date me, never, ever go out with me. She had this guy named Mickey Schaefer that she was always boyfriend with. She was from the city. She went to East Fairmont. She was the, the queen bee, the drum majorette and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I mean, I just could not get a date. And here I am, the country bunking out here, pumping gas every day. And it's, in those days, it's full service now. I mean, it's not like today. Somebody comes in, pumps your own gas, you collect the money. I mean, you had to clean the windows, check the oil, change tires, mufflers, grease cars. I mean, I was filthy, dirty, black fingernails all the time. Could never get a date. Could never get a date. So finally, when I got in high school, we were pretty good. We, we were just a class double-A school. She went to a big triple-A school. And we always played them, and we beat them like a drum. But she finally noticed me. She finally noticed me. And I finally got a date. And she had dated this Mickey Schaefer guy for like six years. So when we go back for this reunion, lo and behold, Mickey Schaefer owns a service station. And Terry and I have been married for 42 years, so however many that was, minus five. So I said, I am not going to miss the opportunity to do a drive-by. <laughs> Just to make sure she kind of knows how she picked. <laughs> so we, we drive by Mickey Schaefer service station, and I said, see there, honey? There's your boy, Mickey Schaefer. I said, if you'd have married him, that's where you'd be now. She said, bullshit, if I'd have married him, he'd be the head coach at Alabama now. <laughs> so. Y'all, I think this really does just solidify that Terry Saban is awesome. We need to go also find Mickey Schaefer. I know. And he, like, named him. <laughs> I, I wonder if, like... Most Googled man in America today. I know, I know. I was kind of shocked how much he mentioned them, because I was like, I wonder, like... Do you think Mickey Schaefer... knows do you, th do you think... So, we're talking West Virginia here. Okay. Do you think he is in any way, shape, or form an Alabama fan? I doubt it. I don't know. He named him. I feel like one. What if they're like good friends? I don't know. He he, he kind of like bashed him in this. He's like, this is who you could have been with. It really it really is something to look at. Like it's an interesting study of perceptions of the working class of America. Right. And I think this is a way that we can really you know get at Nick Saban here a little bit. Not really. We're not gonna go there. Be <laughs> ugly. But it was pretty hilarious. Well, see, I think this is like classic. This is exactly who I think Nick Saban is. It's just competitive. 
You right. know, that like right. this is the guy he dated, she dated for six years. Yeah. And he wanted to date her the whole time. He's just competitive. I yeah. don't think he's like a mean person. I think he's like, and look at us now. That's right. Where would you have been? And she's like, you think this is you, but it is me. <laughs> and I love that so much. I love that so much. She is the queen. She is. We swear by Terry Saban. That's right. Uh, life goal. Let's get her on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I think that should be our goal number one. Yeah, I, I like it. And so it is. We'll put it on the whiteboard. Whoa. Oh, that makes it official. Uh, last little bit of news tonight. Bobby Petrino. Mm-hmm. Another favorite of the podcast. Yeah, Listen, we have, we have seen... If you're really new to SEC football, I want you to think about a guy who is successful, but no one really likes him. Mm-hmm. And you are secretly cheering the whole time for him to have not one downfall, but actually five. And then each of them more spectacular than the one before. And I want you to picture Bobby Petrino because <laughs> yeah. this is uh you know what? I, I tell you what, with, with our like deep dive series that we're going to do, we need to do like a career arc of Bobby Petrino. The next part of his story, though, is going to be what SEC team hires him again. Because because of COVID, many of the FCS or Division II teams uh, postponed their season to the spring. So we've been having college football in the spring this whole time. You haven't noticed. How dare you? But Missouri State, a year back after, uh, or I think a year and a half ago, I guess now, after Bobby Petrino was fired uh, from Louisville, for being terrible. Uh, Missouri State hired Bobby Petrino to turn around their program. Uh, last year, they went 1-10. in 10. Mm. That's sad. I mean, yeah. they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. But this spring, uh, Missouri State is headed to the FCS playoffs, which is a 16-team single elimination uh, playoff system, unlike you know the college football playoff. Uh, and Missouri State went 5-1 and one this year. All right. So... Is this a comeback slash what SEC team is hiring him next season? Oh, I don't know about next season. I think you got to give him a couple more years. I mean, to kind of like remove the stink of Arkansas. There's lots of stink. There's lots of stink. There's lots of stink. You got to uh, like, you got to let that kind of sit for a little bit. You know, Missouri State is geographically, uh, I don't know. Where is Missouri State? Who knows? It's somewhere in Missouri, but Missouri is close to Arkansas. And, we and know Missouri's that, in the SEC. It is. Maybe Missouri will hire him. They just got a new coach. They just got a new coach. Drinkwitz, yeah. yeah. Who's going to so. leave? I don't know. All these newbies, they could be gone. There are a lot of newbies. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those uh, cases where he might have to wait. I just officially, I don't think he's going to be back. I don't think uh, he's going to be riding his hog back into the SEC anytime soon. Yeah. I, I see him maybe going back to the ACC. Uh, could be. Could happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Louisville hired him a second time, he got off to a good start, and then it just went south in a hurry. So, yeah. anyway. He, he congrats, doesn't play the long game well, he does he? He does not. He does not. So, uh, you know, congrats to Bobby Petrino. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll check in on him and see if uh, Missouri State can get to the uh, further reaches of the FCS playoffs. So, uh, that's this week. We just kind of went at a little bit of the spring game recaps. Again, we're going to put a lot of links in the show notes that if you're interested in what's going on, uh, then you can uh, uh, see uh, how those spring games went. Were, we, were you pointing at something? What were you pointing at? Well, I'm just thinking like, you know, 
<laughs> what are you thinking? Sorry. I feel like I don't usually, you know, I think I spent four years at in Athens. I don't think I ever went to a G-Day game. Oh. You know, and I'm wondering what could we do to make them a little bit better? Well, maybe we can think about that for next week. Okay. We can create our plan to make the ideal spring experience okay. for a, a spring game. Because I think there's, there's a lot of schools that do that well. I didn't go when I was at UK. I didn't go when I was a student. Mm. There wasn't much of a reason to. Right, um, right. Uh, but I think that's something maybe we could talk about is what could you do to make spring games for SEC teams an even better experience? Right, yeah. Which, and we can kind of look at like, I mean... A lot of campuses are doing this very well. Mm-hmm. So do you have guilt for that? Like, is that something that's really like... No, it was more like I was thinking, have I been to a spring game? And all I could think of was the A-Day game. I remember when G-Day was happening, but I went, it's just going to the A-Day game. and I'm. But, you know, I was thinking, you know, like, what is G-Day game or the spring games? You know, who are they for? They're not for the students. They're for alumni. They're for the recruits. For the players, right, right, right. So I really wasn't the target audience at the time. Did do you feel uh, betrayed in that sense? Do you even feel like a real Georgia fan okay. now that you've well, never been to a spring now game? No, I feel like we're going a little too far. I with mean, this I think you're secretly like probably this. an Alabama fan. Think, you've been to an eight-day game. I think that this is going to be the end of this what do, episode. What of... do Auburn fans think, knowing that a day is for it? Alabama and not Auburn. Auburn has A Day too. They call they it. Both A-Day. Call it yes, they both well, call it A Day. Well, that's part of our plan to make this better, right? Because if you're calling it the same game, well, then everyone's confused, and then we're just all stuck. Does Vanderbilt call it V Day? I hope not. Because in that, like historically, like a that called V Day, and that what's called in World War Two? It's V E Day, like Victory oh, in Europe, or V J okay. Day, which okay. is Victory in Japan. Okay. Uh, you, you know, it's a <laughs> I was tough. Also, say in that like kind of bad yeah. Vanderbilt for you to step on some national <laughs> let's, holidays. Let's relive World War Two. Come on now. Uh, you know what we call it in Kentucky? The Spring Game. You don't call it K Day. There is no K Day. That rhymes. You it, should. It would be fun. That's a missed well, opportunity. Get, you know what else rhymes? A Day. Right. That's and, why they both have them. And we also, well, we talked about how it's a terrible name. That's true. I so we're going to so. come up with some better ideas. Okay. And hopefully the SEC is listening. You okay. know what is a bad day, a bad idea for uh, spring games? Hmm. A global pandemic. That's true. We should stay away from that. Doesn't help. We'll come up with some new ideas. We also are going to be doing, maybe in a couple weeks, uh, we're going to be looking at throwback SEC logos. And Ben explained to me what a snake draft is. It only took a couple of like drawings to really figure <laughs> detail to we had, me. We had to do a little art. We had to uh, but demonstrate what, it. But what but... we're going to do is we're going to take uh, some throwback SEC logos and we're going to do a snake draft uh, to where me and Brittany pick uh, just what our preferred uh, throwback SEC logos are. So we got 14 logos. You know, the, the Texas A&M and Missouri ones, the Missouri one I've seen, that A&M one I've never seen. And honestly, that Bama one, I don't know what that is. I they say it's an elephant. Guys, I don't think it's an elephant. I saw in the comments for that that they said it looked like KKK. So <laughs> I don't really Tough. know what that even means. Tough. How an elephant can look like the KKK. Oh, but we'll explore that yeah, next time. That's tough, Alabama. Uh, but what we'll do, yeah, we'll look into that as well down the road. And then obviously as any other news comes out, we'll, we'll cover that. 
then. So, again, thanks for spending some time with us. I'm Ben. And I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC. (laughs) 